welcome to episode two of the Millennial Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Ellis, and I am so thankful to be back again another week. Um, before I get started, I really just wanted to thank you guys so much for all of the congratulations, the support, sharing, listening, telling your friends and your family about it. Thank you so, so much. Um, I was really surprised at how many people um, actually listened and um, had such great things to say and such supportive things to say. So, so you know, I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, I've been blogging for a while and um, though I like it, it doesn't even compare to podcasting. I love it. I love talking to people. I love getting to know people. And um, I'm just thankful that I have a chance to do it. So let's get started into the intro, the girl chat, girl talk. I can catch you up on what's going on in my life, girl. So um, let's start with what's been going on this past week. So I took my very first exam, my first med school exam, and I was super nervous but it turns out I did really well. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, it just makes me feel so good that I actually kind of, <laughs> I kind of know a little something, you know, so um, that was a really great experience. And then yesterday, I'm recording this on a Saturday. So yesterday on Friday, I had my very first cadaver lab and y'all, even though I had a really great time, there there was a moment, okay, there was a moment where I didn't think I was going to make it. I really did not think <laughs> that I was going to make it. Like, our professor was talking to us, and he's like, okay, guys, now it's time to open up. They keep the bodies in, like, a metal something, like a metal cabinet thing. So he was like, okay, guys, it's time to open it. And I'm like, Jesus. I really don't know if I can do this. I'm not built for this. I don't, anybody who knows me knows that I don't do dead people, half dead, used to be dead, about to be dead. Like I don't, mm -mm, mm -mm, I don't do it. But we, I took a deep breath and I was like, okay, Sarah, you can't pass out in front of all these people. You know, you got to get it together. So we opened up the cabinet we unzip the body bag and I freak out for like a few seconds. And then thankfully the face was covered. Praise God. <laughs> but once we got started actually like dissecting and looking at the tissues and the arteries, it was amazing. Like I just, I had tunnel vision. I was just focused on that. And after a while, I forgot that I was actually touching a dead body. And I didn't think that I would get to that point. So I'm super proud of myself, patting myself on the back. So um, I'm just thankful that I made it because y'all don't know. It was it was almost over for a player. It was almost over. <laughs> but um, let's talk about some things that I've loved this week. Um, one of my girls from school, she introduced me to an app called Breathe. And um, my school, you know, it's a naturopathic medical school. So some of the classes are really, how do I want to describe it? Really um, emotional. I mean, that's not really the right word I want to use, but they help us kind of tap into the emotional and spiritual reasons as to why we've chosen to go to med school. So one of the assignments was, you know, we have to find a partner and set some goals as to what we want to accomplish and what we want to do on a regular basis throughout either our first year or throughout the entire program. And so one of my goals was to um, meditate, work out, of course, but also to take some time to meditate. And she recommended using the Breathe app. And it was really cool. Like it gives you, you tell them, how you're feeling that day, how you're, how you're feeling emotionally and physically. 
Um, they ask you to give about five words to describe how you're feeling. And then they pick a series of tracks that you can use to meditate to. They range from three minutes, and I've seen some as long as 15 minutes. And it does a really great job of helping me get grounded, helping me kind of relax and just calm down, focus on whether it's having a good day or doing well on an exam. It just, you know, does a really good job of centering and grounding me. So if you are looking for a meditation app, go find that one. It's called Breathe. You'll love it. Let me know what you think. And lastly, before we get into this episode, um, oh, actually Jazz and I kind of talk about this in the episode, but the health app on the iPhone. So those of us who have an iPhone, we know that there are a series of apps that we just can't delete from our phone because, you know, Apple. But the one that I was kind of sleeping on was the health app. And it actually has a a pedometer embedded into the app. So it automatically tracks your steps. So rather than having to rely on your um, Fitbit or your Jawbone, your phone actually records your steps. So if you don't feel like shelling out a lot of money for a pedometer or for a fitness tracker, try your health app. You'd be surprised at how well calibrated it is to know your um, your stride and your gait and all of that. So check it out. If you haven't already, it, it does it automatically. So you can, you know, kind of scroll through and see how far you've been walking. And, you know, maybe you're only at 4,970. You know, that might motivate you to take some extra 30 steps to get to 5,000. I think that's what I said. Yeah, 5,000. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Also, let me know what you think about it. Tweet me. And now let's talk about our guest today. She's, first of all, let me just tell y'all. She is hilarious. Jazz had me cracking up. And even as I was editing the episode, I was just like crying laughing. She's so funny. She's so down to earth. And um, she's actually talking about a topic that has been pretty popular lately. And that's the quarter life crisis. Um, so I don't know if you guys are on Twitter a lot, but I, um, stumbled across a tweet by Steve Harvey and he was kind of, you know, giving this lady a hard time because she was saying that a quarter life, you know, she's struggling and have, you know, going through the quarter life crisis. And he's like, oh, you know, it's called being an adult. And it's like, dude, first off, the quarter life crisis is real. You may not have called it a quarter life crisis when you were going through it, but especially in our generation, there's so much pressure on us. We're about to die because of financial aid. Sally Mae is calling us every day, all day. You know, it's so stressful. There's so much that comes with going into adulthood and we have social media that plays a role into all of this. So for all of you who are going through your quarter life crisis, you are not alone. Jazz is going to give us some really great tips on how to go through it, get through it. She talks about some of the things that helped her. I talk about some things that helped me. And um, even her dog comes in and <laughs> chimes in and, and gives her input. So uh, without further ado, let's Head on over and get to know Jazz Ayers. Hi, Jazz. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, how are you? I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I'm doing pretty great. I'm doing pretty great. So um, for those of you who don't know, this is Jazz Ayers. Am I saying your last name right? Yes, Jazz Ayers. Yes. <laughs> and she is of the Quarter Life Crisis. So those of you who are millennials like us, you and if you're 24, 25, all the way up to probably like 30-something, <laughs> you, you know, you're very 
aware of the quarter life crisis and kind of what that means and what it looks like in your life. So I'm so excited to talk to you this morning. I'm I'm really excited to be here, um, especially when you told me like the topic of your blog. It was definitely a different angle that I haven't really gotten to explore. So I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm super excited. So um, how about we start with talking about what exactly the quarter life crisis is? Um, I describe the quarter life crisis as this period between your mid to late twenties where you just kind of realize you have no idea what you're doing. Um, <laughs> our generation, you know, we got a lot of pressure from society yeah. to be successful, have kids, get married, have a career. Um, and half the time we go get a degree in something that we no longer love and we want to change our minds, but you know, it's not politically correct or it's taboo to go do something else and you know dating is difficult it's expensive to live in cities and it's just there's just a lot of pressures that um are hard to combat and navigate and it can have a toll on you and it can really almost make you lose your mind yeah absolutely I definitely feel like I went through that when I was like 25 I'm 27 now so like 24 25 I was in grad school um in Chicago didn't know anyone and had pretty much realized that that was not what I wanted to do with my life. I I could not see myself in a research lab Mm. doing research every day for the next 30 years of my life. And so it really freaked me out because I was like, what am I going to do with my life now? (laughs) (laughs) Like, is it going to work? Right. Like, do I finish just for the sake of getting a PhD or... You know, yeah. do I, should I preserve my sanity? Like, what, what should I do? So it's such a hard line to like teeter totter on and yeah. decide. Absolutely. And, you know, I, like I said, I'm 27 now. So I kind of, sort of, I definitely have a better understanding and a better vision of what I want for my life. Do I know exactly? how it's going to play out or what it's going to look like. I don't, but I have like this general blueprint that I hope <laughs> it'll turn Didn't out like. really know how it's going to play out. Right, right. Who knows? When I'm like 50, right. I might just say, hey, you know, I'm just going to be a bum. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. Right. Please. I try not to. Try not to. <laughs> so, um, I think you you definitely hit on some major points because I really, I don't know what it's been lately, but did you see that hashtag how to confuse a millennial? Girl. Girl. (laughs) That shit really, it really irked my nerves because it's like, I don't know why we get such a bad rap as millennials Mm -hmm. because it's like, number one, the Gen Xers and the baby boomers, y'all are our parents or grandparents. Never, never so <laughs> you're complaining about us, but someone had to raise us. So <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. And it's like, I, there, for one, one of my mom's coworkers was saying how, you know, when I went to college, I worked part time and helped pay it for was blah blah blah. dollars for a class. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm like, but ma'am, you know how? Do you know how much I owe Sally Mae right now? Do you really want to know? Do you even want to talk about it? Okay. Like, I literally have to go find my favorite tweet from that trend, and it's the top tweet, and it says, "How to confuse a millennial." destroy the housing market, replace grad jobs with <laughs> yes. unpaid internships, and then tell them to buy a house. Basically. Thank you. That, and a that's that word. With $1,600 rent for a studio. Uh, okay. <laughs> Preach that word. <laughs> so, oh, Not even a Sunday. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I definitely want all, all of the millennials out there to know, like, we feel your pain. The quarter life crisis is real. All of us are going through it. And um, I think that you guys would definitely find a lot of gems and a lot of insightful information from Jazz today. Because not only has she gone to it and through it, (laughs) (laughs) but she's gotten some really helpful tips for us to help us make it on the other side. So 
with that being said, how about you tell us about your journey? Um, okay. Let me try to briefly tell that crazy story. Um, so my undergrad degree was in fashion marketing and PR. And I had this dream to just be like the VP of marketing for some major corporation, mm. really great internships, um, um, that were paid at that. So I worked at awesome. real estate. Um, and then I had a job right before I even graduated at this really small boutique firm and like life was grand and you couldn't tell me anything. Right. And then I got fired from that job after two weeks. Because <laughs> okay. I got to know why. <laughs> and, um, okay. Before, okay. I'll say that right after. Okay. So I got fired <laughs> because I was in charge of a project and say, to sum it up quickly, like say I was responsible for getting all of the blue boxes on our contracts, right? Right. But then the manager or the owners met someone whose dad like owns all the blue boxes. So now right. they don't need me. <laughs> right. So then I got fired. Um, <laughs> and then I was like devastated. This is like sure. the first, right? So I'm, I had just moved into my apartment like two months before. Um, I was the first to graduate. And so everyone like had a lot of pressure on me and I felt like a failure. Then I got hired at BCBG. Ooh. I was a junior marketing analyst, and it was crazy. I was there till like ten o'clock one night. I will never forget that. I was there till ten o'clock. Heels had became Uggs. I was like, <laughs> and we were doing this like editorial calendar, all to come in the next morning. And then my manager told me, "Oh, we postponed it till next week." You couldn't email, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> and after a while, I just genuinely wasn't really happy. Okay, sorry, that's oh, my crazy. Talk. That's okay. <laughs> So, and I, I guess I started the show, but like they literally worked nonstop and I took lunch breaks and they wasn't feeling that, even though that's legally allowed by law, but you know, uh, that's the okay. fashion industry. Right. Um, and so I accidentally got CC'd on an email that said that they were going to fire me next week. What? Girl, it was crazy. Girl. <laughs> so I got fired from there. It was a huge mess, but it was kind of a blessing in disguise. All yeah. of these were now that I look back on it. Um, so then after that. I was trying to call the unemployment office and I called the wrong number, but I called this company that was trying to hire people. Mm-hmm. Um, so they thought I was returning a phone call from someone they had called earlier. So they did a whole interview <laughs> with me and I'm thinking it's the unemployment office interviewing me. And then when we finally realized it, he was like, well, I know that you weren't like intending to call, but you sound like a great candidate. Would you like to come in? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Come on, Jesus. So, girl. <laughs> so I went in for the interview, got the job. Got my best friend hired, um, like, three weeks later. Awesome. And then I got fired. What? <laughs> fired from there because I was watching Netflix at work. Grand oh, girl. But we worked on campuses, and everyone did it. But there was just a particular girl there who just didn't really care for me. And she even watched okay. Netflix, let's be clear. We was all watching it. Right. Um, but we got into it, and so she just told a manager on me. Petty. Um, very petty. But my best friend ended up working there for a year. So I might... I look back at it as like, that was for her. Right. Um, But then now that I look completely back at it, when I was first graduating from undergrad, I really didn't want to do anything for a year. But you can't say like, I'm not going to go work. Like, I don't come from this rich, wealthy family that can take care of me. Sally wants her coins now. She wants them quickly. Okay. And it was like, all of the reasons I were getting fired was not because I was inadequate. It wasn't because I didn't know what I was doing. It was just like all these reasons outside of my control. And when I kind of stopped and looked back at it, I was like, maybe this is God giving me my year of like getting my life back together. Right. Um, and so I have been dating this guy in Atlanta, which is like real crazy. There's a whole video on this <laughs> channel. Um, it's like a two-part series. But basically, I moved to Atlanta with him. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot there. But yeah. I moved with him, and that was like a whole nother mess. And it was a big mistake. Um but it gave me, I was I was basically self-employed that entire time. Mm-hmm. It gave me my year off. It gave me time to, like, get my health back together. Because, like, that summer, after losing all those jobs, I had gained so much weight. And I was like, where are my friends who did not tell me I was fat? Like, y'all <laughs> when I was Girl, back at the pictures. And like, don't it just come, come out of nowhere? Like, seemingly yes. come out of nowhere? I was like, y'all just was going to let me walk around thinking I was <laughs> Um, but I like, got in such a great space while I was in Atlanta. Um, and I lived in North Carolina for a little bit too, but I was able to just like sleep eight hours a day. I woke up and did my yoga and had my smoothies and I was stretching and I wasn't That's eating any, life. um, I cut high fructose corn syrup out of my diet. All right. I, 
um, wasn't eating any fast food. And I just got into such a healthy space. Um, I had time to spend with God every single day. And then I realized, okay, I've got to get my life back together now. Like you've, you've had your time of fun, you weren't working, you didn't really have a plan. Um, and then I joined Teach for America. They sent me to Vegas and my life changed for the better. Awesome. (laughs) Um, So I've been teaching kindergarten in the last, in Vegas for the last two years. And that's when I was able to kind of like get my life back on track, get my finances in order, learn how to budget, learn how to fix my credit, learn how to balance God and health and work and friends and it just, it, it was the greatest blessing in disguise, That's but I would have never found out about the program had I not made it to Atlanta and I wouldn't yeah. have made it to Atlanta had I gotten fired, had I not gotten fired from those jobs. So as yeah. I look back on it, it was the greatest thing that ever happened. Girl, that's so like, that is so similar to like my story a little bit, but more so in the sense of, you know, you go through all of this shit and then in the moment it's like okay, life is over. I'm just right. going to go ahead and just lay down here and call it quits. <laughs> like, we're done. That's what, that's what else do I need to do. <laughs> right. And then, but when you look back on it, you're like, okay, well, clearly I was meant to do this and meant to be in this place because it led me to this or it led me to that. Exactly. And that's really how I felt about... Um, moving to Chicago because, you know, I moved to Chicago um, to start grad school and I was also like dating this guy. Of course, there's always a guy. There's always a boy in the midst, always. (laughs) (laughs) And so that clearly like went down the drain and school ended up being absolutely nothing like I thought it would. Like I remember. Graduate program? Yep. I, um, Graduated with my degree in chemistry and in biology. Okay, girl. Yeah, girl. Not to a little thing. Not to a little thing. And, um, you know, I I knew that I wasn't prepared to actually go into the workforce. At least I didn't feel like I knew enough. And I don't suggest that anyone do this. But I went to grad school because I was like, uh. I don't have nothing else to do, so I might as well, you know, go get my PhD. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. So, um, yeah, I packed up my belongings, went to the cold-ass Windy City, and I remember being in the bathroom probably my first week of class after I had to TA, and I was, like, bawling my eyes out, and I was just like... What am I doing with my life? Right? Like I cannot do this. <laughs> and um, but I, you know, stuck it through. I ended up leaving with my master's degree. But while I was there, I met my the guy who's my husband now. We got married about oh, look at that black love. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. See, it all happens for a reason. All happens for a reason. And you know, I was just like, okay, well. If I didn't go there, I would have never met him. Mm-hmm. And then through him, one of his best friends from college, who's going to be on the show um, in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. She um, is a naturopathic physician and she got me into naturopathy. And um, that's actually what I'm going to school for now that actually starts next week. Um, so it's all these little pieces that, you have to be in a specific place in your life for all of these different pieces to come together. Right. Yeah. So, girl, that's a story. (laughs) But it's a testimony. (laughs) So, what do you... What were some of the major issues that you dealt with during this crisis? Like, for me, it was a lot of Mm self-doubt. And what I came to later realize I really struggled with perfectionism and a lack of self-compassion and in general, just being really hard on myself. You know, there is a lot of pressure that comes with being a first generation college graduate or, um, you know, being the first in your family to do X, Y, Z. So what were some of the things that you dealt with and how did you overcome them and, you know, deal with them in your life? Um, 
Definitely finances. Um, Girl. <laughs> that's that was the first issue. Like I had for myself through college. Um, I did not know about credit at that time, so yeah. I definitely made some bad mistakes that I've had to learn from the hard way. Yeah. Um, so that was always a lot of pressure. Being the first um, in my family to go to college, uh, I'm not gonna say I didn't have support, but I, they just didn't really quite understand, and they still kind of don't. And I don't hold that against them. Right. Um, you know, they just don't know. But it's it's difficult when you're kind of feeling alone all the time. You don't really feel like you have somebody to call who understands. Right. Um, so then that is like mentally draining. Like I really, for a very long time, I was like, all I had was Jesus. <laughs> um, like that was it. It was me and him. Right. Yes. Out. Um, and then also just like health wise and trying to balance things because I am like an overachiever. I yeah. am a perfectionist. I feel like I can accomplish anything. And at some point you got like your body is like, no, no ma'am, you cannot. Right. Not like, do. What we're not going to do today is do the most. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, also, I always knew that I didn't have any intentions of working for other people. And that was that was very difficult. Um, like, since, like, I don't ever really remember not thinking I was going to own my own business from like five years old. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to like do my own thing. Yeah, and so yeah. when it came to working for other people, I don't do well with authority. <laughs> um, I don't do well with people telling me what time I have to be somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was even like a really big struggle with me taking the teaching job because I was like for two years I have to be somewhere at 7 a.m. every day and that meant that I had to put my career on the back burner like my business um but in that moment I put my faith in God um Mm -hmm. you know what I want and it honestly it opened up much more opportunity for me um because while I was teaching I got my MED in education which is really taught me how to teach people life skills with like real teaching strategies. Um, So that was really great. And it financially put me in a place that I could afford to go do my dreams. And so now I'm in, I'm a PhD student in DC. Oh, awesome. But I run my business. Thank you. I go to Howard. Yes. It's a real issue. Um, (laughs) But um, like that, I get to do that in my business and my, I'm in a position where like, when I finish my PhD program, I will be running my business full time and it will be able to sustain me and I won't have to go work for anyone else. And thus, yeah. I just want to go, you know, continue being a professor part time. Um, but just really just feeling like I wanted what I wanted right in that moment and being willing to wait. Like I learned a lot of patience. I learned a lot of like, mm-hmm. it's not your time. Um, and so thankfully, he let me learn that real quick and in a hurry. Right, and it was yes, probably yes. because he needed me to go help some other people. He's like, I don't have time for you to be playing. I need you to go spread this little good word to somebody else. Yes. So we just going to make your life real crazy, real quick, but it's going to be over with real quick. <laughs> right. It's like, thank you, G. I appreciate that. I appreciate right? That. Looking back, I can appreciate it. But in the moment, I was like, bruh, uh, any kind of break. Just one. Just, a, just, just one. A teach. Just a little teach of a break. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally relate to that. You know, I think now um, I'm definitely in the cleanup phase of the finances and really like my husband and I, our goal for the next like year and a half is to really just shovel all of our debt away and take care of that. Now I have already resigned to the fact that, I mean, I'm in medical school, so I'm going to leave with over $200,000 in student loans. And you know what? It is what it is out here. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm at 30. You know, I still got three more years. Yeah, it, it is what it is. But it's, it, as far as like consumer debt, credit card debt, like we're definitely trying to wipe all of that out and really focus on passive income. Right. And right. really honing that side hustle so that it's once. It's so important. Yeah. So like once we're. I'm out of school. He's working now. But once I'm out of school, we're both, we'll both be in a position where we can pursue our side hustles for full time. So I definitely feel you on that, Carl. Yes, that is amazing. So you mentioned that um, during your quarter life crisis, you dealt with a lot of health and wellness issues, which most of us do. I know they put a lot of emphasis on like the freshman 15, but what they don't talk about is that post-grad 45 because right. <laughs> because the struggle is real. Because you can't afford to buy healthy food. Okay, right. okay. Mm, you you <laughs> pre- preach that word, exactly. When it's like, okay. oh, you can get two Whoppers for $10 or you can get this salad for like 15 
Right, exactly. But and I still got to be the students are going to choose. Exactly. Because we then have to pay rent and car notes, car insurance. Like, right. And I know a lot of older Listen, people. I have one car that I no longer can even drive, but I still have to pay it off next month. <laughs> Thank God that I can pay it off next month, but it was like my first car was a mess. <laughs> Girl, listen. <laughs> I know that struggle, but it got it got you from point A to point B, and that's Amen. what matters. Exactly. You know, but I know that paying bills and dealing with those type of responsibilities is definitely a part of adulthood. But um, there are pieces that you know we struggle with because you know we're in our mid to late twenties and we're no longer college students. So when we can no longer rely on that label. So now we're figuring out our lives from scratch and trying to figure out how to juggle everything. And for a lot of people, you know, your health and your wellness is like the first thing to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what were some of the things that you struggled with? Um, I struggled with feeling bad for taking time for myself. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. And that is something that I've like really, really, really had to focus on Um, because first of all, you just should not feel bad for like taking care of yourself. It is a necessary piece of life. Absolutely. Um, And it's like, what's um, Jake say? Like I turned my birthday into a lifestyle. I live by that. It's a sense of like treating myself and being happy and being, you know, in a good place is not a treat or reward. It is a lifestyle. It is a mindset that you need to like make a priority for. Absolutely. Um, And so that was, that was, that was really, really difficult. And I always felt like I should be doing something more productive. Like even now, sometimes I'll catch myself like, you know, a PhD student has tons of reading to do and I'll be like on one hour walk with my dog. And I'm like, man, I should be reading. And then I'm like, no, Ashley, you need to be in shape. You need to be healthy. You need to be out in (laughs) world and see other human beings exactly yeah <laughs> um, so is the best care exactly um and then also like nothing like you can tell anybody else because like my family expects me like well you didn't went to college you didn't you know you got these student loans you got it now right you good you're right uh, holds up and then like for me with my friends I've always been the one who had it together mm-hmm. um, and so mm-hmm. I have my like one or two friends that I can call but for the most part I personally have always felt a lot of pressure to be the example and to hold it all together and not let anyone know when my cards are falling you know yeah. um, and so that that was a lot of like mental pressure that I placed on myself like it, no one else probably even cared because they were all going through it too right. but I was like, trying to look like little miss perfect daisy right um, and that's just like really, really unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for for me, I definitely relied on my spirituality and on journaling. Um, yes. I really did not take journaling seriously in like preteen, teenage, early adulthood. Right. But I keep a journal with me, okay? And I try to get up in, early in the morning do my meditation or whatever. And then I write in my journal because, you know, we worry about so many different things. There's so many different things on our mind, but I find that journaling makes the big issues seem really small. Like once you write it down on paper and you're actually reading it, you're like, okay, well that's, that's really not that bad. Right. You know, and then you can move into a space of finding solutions figuring out what could work, what may not work. And um, so that's been a really big piece of my mm-hmm. wellness piece. Um, yeah, my, my time with God is just invaluable. Like I yeah. don't, it was it was the solution. Like if you look at my website, like one of the bigger parts of me getting through my coronavirus crisis is me crawling back to him. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> that I ever left. I'm, I just, please just take, take the reins, Lord. <laughs> I was reading your about, first of all, your about page is so unique. Like I've never seen one like that. And I chuckled through the whole time while I was reading it. I'm really glad. <laughs> one thing that I always find is that people aren't really authentic. And I feel like it takes so much more work to pretend. Absolutely. Um, and that's even its own like pressures and like health issues. Like yeah. just be yourself um, and just be funny. Like, you know, yeah, just be you. Um, so I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was hilarious. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like as young adults, um, it's okay to say that you don't know. You know, yeah. that was the main, if anyone was to ask me, you know, what's the main thing that you learned in grad school? 
<laughs> and though I could talk about all of these enzymes and receptors and all this stuff, you know what I learned? I learned that it's okay to say, you know, I don't know. I'm going to go check on that or I'm going to go find out. You know, you don't have to know everything. Right. And that's that's just so, like, you don't know everything. That's the even bigger piece. Right. Like, you don't even have to admit that you don't know because everyone knows that nobody knows everything. That's why we have friends. That's why we go to school. That's why we have other people to help us. That's why we have Google. Okay. (laughs) I was just about to say that. Dr. Google knows everything. Right. Like it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, what were some of the tools that you use to help you, um, get your health back on track to help with your mental health and wellness? Uh, what were some of your go-to things outside of, you know, God and sweet baby Jesus and the word of God (laughs) outside of that? What were some of your anxiety? Um, so when I was in Vegas, I was very, very adamant about getting myself into a routine yeah. and, yeah. um, I scheduled in my me time so that when people would ask me things, I could say no. And I wouldn't ever feel overwhelmed or over obligated. So like if I had dance, I mean, not dance classes, like gym classes that I had to go to every week on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they were on my calendar. Like, no, I am not available. Right. My Bible study was on my calendar. Like, no, I'm not available. On Sundays, I went to the grocery store. I meal prepped. I cooked. I deep conditioned my hair. And yeah. I was like, mm. on my calendar, like, no, I'm not available. And all of those things help with my mental clarity. Like, Simply just spending Sunday to meal prep saves me time during the week that I would be stressed out about something else. Yeah, Taking yeah. the time to like steam and iron my clothes because I'm not a morning person and trying to rush and do that every morning is just not really vital for my stress levels. Right. <laughs> um, and so just being very, very adamant about what I needed to do for me. Um, that was like a really, really big factor. And that allowed for other things to fall into place because eventually the people around me just knew that that was who I was and they did not question it. They did not you know, oh, you should just do this. You should just do that. They're not even going to bother. And so allowing that, um, like for people to know that and to like respect it was very beneficial in me being able to like hold myself to it because people stopped asking me to do anything on a Sunday. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So that was, that was huge. Um, And then just the working out itself, like granted, you know, we all have our ups and downs. Like I didn't work out like almost at all this summer and I felt terrible about it, you know, but that happens too. I don't beat myself up about it. Yep. But for yep. the most part, I, I try to at least like now I'm really big on like walking my dog. And instead of walking here for like 10 minutes, we go on like an hour walk through downtown. Um, because that like, first of all, that's still exercise. Let's mm-hmm. be clear. Yeah. You don't have to run. You don't have to go to the gym and pay all this money for a gym membership. You just need to do physical activity um, that's keeping your body energized. That's giving you fresh air and, yep. you know, yep. keeping your blood circulating and just little things like that. Um, I don't necessarily feel like a workout because I don't like to like, going to run on somebody's treadmill or anything, but just walking through the city with my dog and my headphones, it's kind of fun, you know? So being very, very adamant about things like that. Um, And then learning to eat healthy on a budget was like major key, major, Mm. major, major key. Yes. Um, yes. I am definitely going to put together a blog post about that. Um, soon because, you know, everyone thinks that the only healthy store is, um, Whole Foods, you know, and in reality, whole paycheck. Okay. And I need that. We need our coins. Okay. (laughs) So, but in reality, like Costco, first of all, I have been sleeping on Costco, but, but Costco yet. (laughs) I was talking in a, previous episode I was talking to um a personal trainer her name was Courtney Bentley and she was saying that all of her stuff for like her green smoothies and stuff she gets it from Costco because they're affordable they actually have high quality organic and you know non-gmo and all that kind of stuff foods the only thing I worry about with Costco is like it's so much will they go bad before I use it I'm really bad about it I am too. I am too. <laughs> so that's the only thing that makes me nervous to go to Costco. I don't want to waste it. Right. Especially with produce. Yeah. Like it was like, you know, beans and rice mm-hmm. and um, rice milk. Because I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't drink okay. milk. But, um, so we shouldn't be drinking milk anyway, but that's a whole other story. That is a whole other podcast because whole- dairy is disgusting. It's really bad for you. And I'm, I'm working on it as I drink my coffee with my creamer in it. Right. But <laughs> there's got to be alternatives. But yeah. 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 Okay. Definitely. 
But um, those those three are so important because in the very first episode, I was talking to a fitness and food strategist. Her name is Conceda Thomas. She's amazing. And she was like, you know what, Sarah? Literally, all you have to do is go walk. And I'm not talking putting on, you know, what's that? The, like the jacket. right exactly that sweat jacket <laughs> and like power walking around no like going a leisurely walk you should be able to have a conversation with someone and not sound out of breath mm-hmm. and just do that for like 45 minutes to an hour every day and that's literally all your body needs yep so yep. i told i'm here for all of that Yes, it's it's really it makes a difference. And I didn't realize I feel so stupid because I'm a very tech savvy person. But I didn't realize that the iPhone um, like health app walks. It counts your steps whether whether you have a like an iWatch. I mean, an Apple Watch or anything. Um, and I just realized that. And so now I'm very adamant about making sure it's like always in my pocket or something. So it counts yeah. my steps all day. Um, and so that's been like a really good help. Because And then it'll be like if I'm at like. 4.7 miles, I'll go out and just walk to get to the five. Basically, you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> so that's like a really good help. And I, most people in the world have an iPhone. They yeah. Just, you just do. Exactly. Right, exactly. And I, I too was sleeping on the, the health app. But yeah. um, that pedometer is definitely clutch. It is. So um, before we start talking about your blog and what you offer people, I'd like to ask people what their morning routine is and sort of what what do they do in the morning to set their days on the right path got you are you asking me on like a a perfect morning or like a realistic morning let's do both let's do both okay so I have some perfect mornings um because my flexible schedule like Tuesdays and Thursdays I don't have um like I don't have to teach in the mornings right Um, and Saturdays and Sundays. So those are like a perfect morning. So I'll wake up um, whenever my body naturally wakes up. Mm-hmm. I, I try not to set an alarm too often on those days. Um, I will brush my teeth, wash my face, all that good stuff. Um, take my dog for a walk. Try to do like an hour walk. And then I will come home. I will make my breakfast. It's usually like some oatmeal, boiled egg. Um, yeah. Very simple. Um, I'll go downstairs and get coffee from the lobby and then I will come up and I will spend time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have like really great devotionals that I love. Um, I'm actually going to be writing a blog about soon. So you guys will be able to check that out. Oh, um, but, um, so I'll do my journaling and my devotionals and some my praise and worship music. Um, and then I have this app. It's called Echo, um, I do believe. And it's a prayer app. And so that's usually how I close out my time. And you um, add in prayers, just individual prayers. Like I have like praying for my sister, praying for my future husband, praying for my PhD program, just like all these really great things. Um, and you can set a timer on how long you want to spend praying. And then the really cool thing is when your prayers are answered, um, you can like check them off. So that's like really cool to like look back at. Yeah. And so then after that, I'll like get my day started. And that takes me about two hours, like to enjoy that fully and not feel pressured or rushed. Right. On a realistic morning. Right. <laughs> When I'm trying to get to that 8 a.m. class and I'm uh, the person, um, and I'm the teacher, so I can't really be late. Right. <laughs> um, I'm very adamant about taking my baths, at, I mean, my showers at night and like getting my clothes ready at night and steaming them and all that, like yep. literally down to my drawers. Like I just need to grab everything and be ready. Because <laughs> the worst is when you wake up and you're like, oh my God, you can see this bra print through my shirt. And right. Mm-mm, we got to get it together the night before. I'm no issue. Preparation. So I'll wake up and I'll um I'll put like my little oatmeal water on or something mm-hmm. while I'm doing my makeup. I have like a very quick like 10 minute, 15 minute routine for those quick days. Um, and then I will hurry up and quickly eat my um, breakfast. And I'll, since I don't usually, I, I hate to admit this, but I don't really have time to journal in those mornings. So I won't wake yeah. up early enough. Right. Um, I'll have my praise and worship music just playing. Like I have a playlist that's called, excuse me, Morning Mind Get Right, um, which actually is shared on Apple Music and it's in my Kitchen Live Challenge. Um, So you can find that too. But um, I listen to that and it kind of just gets me into the mood, gets me into the right aspect and right space. Um, And I can usually do all of that within like 30 minutes, which I know sounds really crazy, but I usually get out of bed at like 6.45 and I do all that and I'm at the house by like 7.25 and I grab my coffee on the way down um, because thank God my building is amazing and they just have coffee in the lobby. That was a huge plus. Yeah. They were doing tour and they're like, you get free coffee. I said, excuse me? 
Where do I sign? Okay, I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> right? Um, for a college student, that was a huge selling point. That Absolutely. Amphibity? Like, what? Uh-uh. Let right? me go. So, um, so I do that, and then I get in my car. And then when I get in the car, I have my uh, my grind mode playlist. Ooh. We go from Jesus to Jeezy real quick. Okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, and it happens to be into my, like, I'm ready to go. I'm like, I'm trying to make a million by 12 a day. Like, <laughs> Oh, and I'm ready for my 8 a.m. class by the time I get to Howard. That's awesome. That yes. is awesome. I can't, is that grind, like getting your grind on playlist? Yes, the grind mode playlist, I do believe, is in the Get Your Life Challenge as well. But if not, um, cool. actually, I'm going to be adding a section on my website with like all my favorite playlists that I'm going to be sharing. Fantastic. Um, coming very soon. <laughs> awesome. So let's segue on into your website, mm-hmm. what the services you offer. And, you know, what your blog is about and where people can find you. Cool. Okay. So my blog is about real life practical advice. It is not like, oh, my God, my dad stopped paying my phone bill. What do I do? (laughs) It's like my credit score is jacked and I make $7 an hour. How I fix it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, And so those are the kind of things that I write about. And I do um, YouTube videos about um, most of the videos come with like a downloadable worksheet. So like I have goals worksheets, year goals worksheets, budgeting worksheets that accompany each video. Um, and I have been kind of on hiatus since I was moving and all that, but I have so much content that I'm like editing and trying to like schedule out for the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be a lot coming. Um, I have one on how to buy a car, one on how to like look for your first apartment, um, okay, all these kind of things. Um, also, I do um, email challenges. And so the first one that's been out is the Get Your Life Challenge. And it's 30 days of mind, body, and soul. Get your life together. Since you in an email every day with resources, with um, downloads, with videos, with quotes, with an action item for the day, um, a to-do list item. It has like a song for the day to motivate you and just Ooh. really just get your life together. And it kind of flows from like getting your mind right and getting your social space right and your relationships and your body and your money. Um, and then like making a plan. And so it's really, 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 really great. It's only a dollar. Um, and I would laugh and like, well, why is a dollar? I was like, cause free is too easy. And you can't tell me that you can't invest a dollar in yourself. Um, yep. So that's my $1 forever challenge. Um, it's a lot more <laughs> for me. Um, and if you go to my website, www.theqlcrisis, you can find all of my social links. Um, Instagram is where you'll find like my nice, like inspirational posts and stuff. And then Snapchat and Twitter is when I'm going to get a little bit reckless. On Twitter, you're going to get everything from Jesus to me popping off on some (laughs) troll who's talking about Colin Kaepernick. Um, Right. Hold on. Let me, um. You know, um, so Twitter and Snapchat are really my like go tos on a daily. Um, and Instagram is my just kind of like promos whenever I'm doing giveaways. Like that's also a huge thing that's coming up in October. Um, I have a huge surprise. I almost like said it out loud, but it's going to be a really, really great month. Um, it's my birthday month. So I've got some really great goodies planned. Yay. So be sure to keep a lookout for that. Um, and yeah. That is the crisis. <laughs> All right. So, you guys, her website is the QL Crisis. Q is in quarter, L is in life. And so, you guys, head on over there. I'm going to go do that 30 day get your life together crisis, uh, <laughs> challenge. I'm definitely yes. going to go do that. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm going to follow you on because I love Snapchat. I don't Snapchat really. I was Snapchatting while we was doing this, girl. <laughs> oh, see, now I'm definitely about to follow. <laughs> because I, I put, I put a, a few things out there on Snapchat, but I'm really just, I like to watch other people's stories, but I'm trying to be more active on Snapchat. So I'm definitely going to follow you. And you guys follow her on all of her social media profiles. All of my social media is at Jazz Airs. J-A-Z-Z-A-Y-E-R-S. Anything in the world that you can think of that I might be on, it's going to have that username. Thank God that there's no one else with that name. Because it's never taken. Right. Because (laughs) you would be surprised how many Sarah Green, because that was my my married name, or my maiden name before I got married. Sarah Green is like the most popular name on the face of the freaking planet. Can imagine. <laughs> so <laughs> that's perfect for your branding. That's yeah. awesome. So it works. Thank you so much for chatting with me this morning, Jazz. It was amazing. And <laughs> thank you. And um, in October, once you have the big, you know, 
surprise. Let me know. (laughs) And I'll put it on all of my channels. I'll let you guys know here on the podcast. So we will definitely stay tuned for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Such Uh, an honor. I hope that you guys got something out of it. I hope that, you know, I taught you something or shared something that you can take with you. Definitely. Um, And I hope that there's just like much, much more to come. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. And there you have it. Episode two of the Millennial Wellness Podcast. I told y'all Jazz was so funny. She is, she's hysterical. Make sure you follow her on Snapchat. She cracks me up. Um, It's October, so keep an eye out for her birthday surprise that's coming up. I know I'm going to be glued to her Instagram, so I'll be one of the first to know. So make sure you check her out on all of her social. Definitely check out her resources page that has that um, Get Your Life Challenge that she talked about. It's only a dollar. I mean, you really can't beat that. You get 30 days worth of um, inspiration, encouragement, support, and even a song of the day. So make sure you go over there and check that out. If you need the link, just head on over to the show notes. That's at sarahandco.tk backslash podcast. And you'll be able to find the show notes there along with links to all of her social media, her YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, all of that goodness is over there. And also, the show can now be um, found on both SoundCloud and iTunes. So I have a platform that's perfect for Android and for Apple users. So thank you so much for listening, rating, subscribing, Hit me up on social media. Let me know what you think about it. I appreciate it so much. Next week, we're going to hear from Courtney Bentley. She is a personal trainer. She loves fitness. And she is going to give us some really great tips on how to jumpstart our workout routine. You know, the new year is right around the corner. That's typically when most of us attempt to get our life together and you know, make more of an effort to go to the gym. So this is perfect. This is the last quarter of 2016. So you can take some of Courtney's tips, put together your own workout plan and have it all ready to go for the new year 2017. As always, hit me up on social media. uh, Let me know what you think. I love to hear from you guys, even if it's just to say hello. And I will catch you next week on another episode of the Millennial Wellness Podcast. Take care. Bye.